BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet here, and on this episode I got with me Ashley Heller. So Ashley, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. We, we we love having you on. I know you were on earlier this year with Kyle. The, the other, I was. And um, we talked about the plans for for this year and, risk <laughs> and how well those have all gone out the window for most of us. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, what have you been doing to keep going during this time? I mean, I know that's been the big thing a lot of people have had issues with is trying to figure out how to keep moving with all this. Yeah. Um, I think for a lot of people, it's hard because they have to have some sort of end goal in order to train. Um, and I'm definitely guilty of that too, to an extent, but I also do just like love being outside and going and doing things. So for me, I guess like my training hasn't been as specific as it would be, but I do genuinely like to like get out of my house and here in Idaho, I've been able to do that even through lockdown and stuff. So like I spend a lot of time in the mountains by myself where there aren't typically any people. Um, so it's really just kind of been like a matter of enjoying training. And I've kind of had to shift my perspective in that regard versus like for a specific event. So. Yeah, I, I know that's kind of been me too. I, I had the, you know, I, I luckily have a park right across the street from my house and they closed the park, but they did not close the trail oh. between a couple of the parks. That's so, good. I would go out there and I mean, it just became, you know, my daily thing. I would go do a loop where I figured out like three or four miles, you know, on the loop. And then I figured out how to do five on the loop and just found different ways to do it and just found made goals for myself. Right. So, but it's been weird, like you said, cause it's not nothing specific. So it's like, I'm not training for a Spartan per se or anything. So I'm just running. Right. So yeah. not doing any of the weight. I haven't done that. Me and Dawn have actually just started. We signed up for like all the battle miles. Just so we have some kind of new goal because I've just been running and running. And then all of a sudden I went to do something the other day where it required like, you know, upper body. And I'm like, oh, wow, I haven't done nothing with that in a while. <laughs> I've done none of this. Yeah, I still maintain some strength work, but I'm not going to lie. Being in the gym is like lifting weights is not my, I kind of hate it. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so I do it because it's necessary. So I do a lot more functional stuff. Luckily, we actually have a gym in our garage Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I have kind of taken the opportunity to work on some of my weaknesses that I know will pay off later when races resume, even if it's, you know, for a very long period of time. So, I mean, it it just kind of changes the perspective to, you know, what's important now, essentially, which is kind of hard to define. (laughs) And it is, and that that has been, that's been, that's been tough for a lot of us. Like I said, I I started running again because actually for me, it was a big, I had a huge weight loss goal at the beginning of the year where I yeah. started February, I was 285 pounds. And I'm like, this ain't happening. I can't keep doing this. So <laughs> I changed my diet, everything else. And all of a sudden COVID hit. And I'm like, okay, well, if I ever wanted an excuse to quit. Oh, no. And I'm like, well, I told myself no excuses. So I'm not using the excuse. I'm still doing all this. So Good. That's awesome. Pushing, I kept pushing. Um, as of yesterday, I'm 226. So, Congratulations. So I've been been pushing hard, but then, like I said, all I've been doing is running. So my goal is eventually once Spartan and all those come back, I want to be able to do a clean Spartan race. Yeah, I think that's a great goal. But you're gonna to have to do some strength work. Yes, <laughs> and that was it. I did. We did a what was it? One of the I don't know. It's the Green Beret Challenge or something. A virtual one with a buddy, and he made this yoke 
that just killed me. And it was uh, a full two by four, like eight feet long that you put on your, held up like a yoke and then had two uh, cement cinder blocks dangling from chains on the ends. Good Lord. And you had to carry it for a quarter of a mile. And um, yeah, that was, that that was brutal. (laughs) That sounds brutal. Even if you were lifting. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, and it was one of those things after I did it, I'm like, you know, I'm looking at everyone. I'm like, I think I need to make one of these for myself. And they're like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, <laughs> tough. So I figured this is what I need to work on. So he had some pretty awesome. cool. The other one, he took a pipe and sealed it on both sides, but filled it with like half full of water. Oh no. And, Slosh pipe. And, yep. And then had sandbags hanging from the sides. So you, oh were, my God. So you carried it like the yoke with the, oh yeah, it was, I'm like, you're brutal. This is so d- just rude, but of course. I'm, <laughs> that is pretty gnarly. That is so. But I mean, it works so many different, it was lighter than the other one, but because of the slosh, I mean, it just, oh, it changed everything. Yeah. It like knocks you down. I'm pretty sure the first time I picked up a slosh pipe, I actually fell down. Like I fell with it. <laughs> I was like, oh, whoa. You're not expecting that, you know, that, that <laughs> so yeah, so it's been interesting. I mean, really that's been kind of my, my thing and to find new ways to do all this. And I think it's one of those, you know, I read, you know, Joe just seen his book a long time ago where he said, basically, use the outdoors, you know, go out and find a rock and pick it up. And I'm like, yeah, oh. yeah, whatever. And now this happened. I'm like, oh, outside, <laughs> makes a sense. or a stick or whatever, you know, go jump right. in a tree and do pull-ups, you know, whatever you can find. I mean, because I'm lucky too. I have a gym in my garage, but yeah. at the same time, it's just kind of like, you know, getting outside and running. And that was the one thing I think, honestly, this showed me that I was missing was right. just going, I had a park right next to my house and I never used it. Now all of a sudden it's like, I don't feel right unless I go use it. Like today I haven't just because I did 45 miles over the last four days. Well, know. that's a lot of volume though. <laughs> that's more than I've put in. <laughs> like I need a break. Well, I made a goal that I hit 150 miles. Oh, okay. Did you make it? Yes, but I had to do 45 miles the last four Oh days. no, <laughs> you didn't break it up evenly. <laughs> <laughs> Someone did some really bad planning. So all of a sudden, <laughs> looking at my, because I had a spreadsheet and I'm looking, I'm like, okay, let's see what I have. Oh, I have 45 miles left. What? How did I screw this up so bad? Oh, no. How many miles was your biggest week before that? My biggest week before that? Um, well, I mean, there was one that me and Don did, but we actually did 30 miles in a day. Oh. But where we did know. one, and it was like an ultra. Oh. The ultra yeah, that was the 31st. I did that race too. Yeah. So we did 30 miles that day, 31 miles. And yeah. then uh, we're actually doing it again in July 18th. We're doing where we're going for 40. So, oh. but, yeah. but before that, but that was probably my, my biggest week was the 31 miles in a week, but I didn't do, I only did like 15 miles other than that 30. So, well, know. that's still okay, but you should take a recovery week after a 45 mile week. <laughs> I am, I, I am, but it's hard because <laughs> it's one of those, once you get like in that rhythm of doing running almost every day which i've been trying to do it's really hard I, i'm always worried that if i take that week i'm gonna be like oh i can take another day well no i don't mean don't run at all just not 45 miles just less a little bit less like just that, for I, one I, week yeah <laughs> it's tough i did four miles yesterday just to you know just to you know kind of but it was on the treadmill and i didn't go above three it was just a nice leisurely walk on the treadmill but see that's was, good that's good it was for an hour and a half, but <laughs> you're like watching TV though. So it's fine. <laughs> I was okay. I, I, I take my, my iPad and I turn on Amazon prime or whatever. I actually turned on chat, the new child's play movie and stuck it on there. I just watched child's play while I walked on the <laughs> I don't, I actually cannot do that. My husband does that too. He'll get on the treadmill in the garage and he'll watch like, Oh, SVU, like law and order or whatever SVU for 
forever. And I just cannot engage on a treadmill at all. Like I have to just go outside. I can't do it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, if I'm walking, if I try running, I'll actually start to get nauseous. Oh yeah. You get like car sick. <laughs> you're trying to watch it and you're running. You're like, Oh, Oh yeah. You know? So yeah. <laughs> The, the walk is a lot easier to like, just sit there. And that's when I like just, you know, the days like, you know, right now after I did 45 miles where I still want to get the, the move, my legs moving and get the blood flowing, but I don't want to, you know, really push hard. So I'll just kind of try right. a lot less impact and just kind of, you know, <laughs> that watch. makes sense. Usually I watch Disney movies, but yesterday I decided I want to watch Child's Play. It's like, I haven't seen this and nobody else in the family wants to watch it. So this is a perfect time. So I don't like, I haven't seen it either. I don't <laughs> it's a horror movie. I grew up watching horror movies. My grandma was a horror movie fanatic. So I yeah, go- I might be. I might be out on that. Yeah. <laughs> I get nightmares still as an adult. <laughs> so <laughs> I would spend weekends at my grandma's and have like horror movie like marathons. And we that's crazy. From the time I was like six, my parents didn't know until I was like nine or ten. <laughs> and all and they're like, Sunday. huh? Yeah. <laughs> horror movie. My dad's like, you probably should have watched this. I'm like, I watched this last weekend at grandma's. What are you talking about? <laughs> With grandma. <laughs> With grandma. What? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Oh, so what other things have you been doing to, to keep busy and keep moving? And I mean, I know going outside, doing all that. And Yes. So I do that. Um, <laughs> I basically had been spending, well, so I did the ultra virus race and then mm-hmm. kind of had like a down week because that's the longest I've ever ran at one time too, which I only ran 35 miles, but I only um, one, so <laughs> for my birthday miles because my birthday was uh, the first week of June. So I did that and then it was kind of low key. Um, yeah, I guess like I still worked through this whole thing because my husband and I, um, we run a team of real estate agents and people still need places to live. So rules kind of changed a little bit and it slowed down, but we still had a lot of stuff that we had to do and make a lot of adaptations in order to do it. <laughs> so that took quite a bit of time. Um, and then yeah, I also, I'm a professor as well. <laughs> um, so I uh, also had to finish the semester with my students. So all of our courses moved online and then they actually extended the semester an additional week. So I was working late into May, which is longer than I usually would. So just kind of tying up loose ends and then just kind of the daily grind and spending a lot less money traveling. That's been me. I mean, it's been just a whole lot less money traveling. I got lucky too. I, I'm a, a safety professional in construction. Oh, so oh yeah. Buildings are still being built. So I do a yep. lot of safety stuff and then I teach a lot of safety classes and stuff. So we moved all the classes to Zoom and we do, you know, it's very different though because people don't, they don't react the same when you're teaching because right. normally in a classroom, you could say, hey, and ask a question and point at someone and say, answer it. With this, they're like, oh, I don't want to unmute myself. So I'm not answering. And talk in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. And then nobody answers. So you're just like, oh, (laughs) that's my favorite when you're talking, even it happens in class, like with college students. Right. So you ask a question, it's just crickets. And I'm like, so, uh, anyone, anyone can speak at any time. Come on, let's do this. Yeah. And I actually say that out loud, like coaxing them into speaking to me. I've got it. Actually, today I finally, I'm finally teaching again in person. And I was teaching a class today and it was like that. I was like, okay, anybody, I'm like, we're not continuing on until someone answers this question. I need you to talk to me. <laughs> or you're still awake. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I know how that is. So, and then actually with the, the real estate, I actually, we, we're in escrow right now on buying a house. So. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. We just went in last week. It's- nice. Yeah, that's awesome. It's scary. It's a lot of money, but 
Yeah, but you don't have to pay it all at once. You have like 30 years. I know. But still, <laughs> it's just that whole, like when you see it all written out on paper, you're like, <laughs> and you see the giant dollars. Yeah. See, that's, what's great about what I do is it's less stressful for me because it's not my money. <laughs> I just help you spend your money. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. The nice part is, is actually there's a there's an extra room that's gonna become a studio. Nice, that's awesome. I do the BeastNet, obviously, and then uh, me and my son actually have a, a, a comedy radio show that we oh we we're gonna start recording that and because now we go to an actual studio that a friend has where they have a full studio. We go in and we invite people record, and so we're gonna set up something similar for us in our new house. So it'll be cool. That's really cool. So then I won't have the computer issues because it'll just be one computer that. <laughs> just record so all the time yeah this one i'm also i'm trying to finish my college degree and this computer is also what i use for my homework and everything else so i'm pretty sure something i did when i was doing homework messes with the settings something it's very versatile that's okay though yeah, that's why it'll be great when i have a place that's set up and then my kid he's he's the sound guy he'll set it all up <laughs> good what is your what is your plans for after that if when sorry when when this is all over um that's a loaded. Every time I turn around, it seems like we're always going backwards. It's like, <sighs> yeah. yeah, that's, I know, right? Like, if you asked me this question two weeks ago, it's probably different than what my answer is today, just because we've kind of regressed a little bit, I think, nationwide. I agree. Um, yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> to answer directly because does anybody? Um, <laughs> but not to sound pessimistic or anything, but I guess like um, with having races on the schedule now, uh, the plan is to go forward as planned and hope for the best so that I am prepared in the event that it does occur. And everybody keeps saying like when things go back to normal, I kind of am questioning if they're ever going to go back to what they were before. Like, I think this is going to change our culture a little bit. I mean, you know, not overly significantly, like we're going completely different direction, but I think that there's going to be some things that are a little bit different that we're going to have to adapt to for the long term. So I mean, I guess there's only so much you can do because it's kind of all out of our control. So, yeah, it is, and I, I mean, I, I agree. I don't think it's ever going to be back to normal per se. I think our, our, we're going to have a new normal. It's going to be yeah. some differences. There's going to be, you know, I think a lot more worry about this kind of stuff. So about you know viruses and stuff like that that we've never had before. So well, and to be fair, um, I am like a super obsessive compulsive germaphobe, anyways. So like this has been kind of hard for me but not at the same time like hard for me because now I have like an additional fear but in terms of like being clean and sanitary I got this down easy yeah. that part I don't have to change anything <laughs> and that's it. I mean a lot of people are like oh my god and I'm like wash your hands I mean you know for me I'm one of those I'm aware if you look at every I have for work because I have different boxes and backpacks depending on what class I'm teaching Mm -hmm. so I can just grab it and throw it in the car and go. But every single one, I have like a hand sanitizer that hangs off the freaking the the uh, the zipper. And everyone's yeah. like, like, because it's just something good to have with you all the time. Because um, why not? <laughs> always been that like the hand sanitizer. I've got hand sanitizer in the car. It's like you know, everyone's I like, you can wash your hands, and I'm like, yeah, but I can't wash my hands in the car. I can use hand sanitizer, you know, in the car without yeah, having I have soap and water. You wash the care hands, and then when you get to the car, you sanitize again. At least that's what I do. <laughs> My students will make fun of me too, because like if they break, like they have sign-in sheets, and if they forget to sign in, they'll come up to me and they'll be like, "Can I borrow your pen?" Uh, no. Are you serious? Very. Don't touch my stuff. <laughs> but before COVID, I was like that. So 
And I'll be honest, I'm the same. I have like when I'm teaching and stuff like that, I have the pens that are like in a bag that basically I will hand out to people if they want. And then I have my pens. Huh. They're up on my desk. They, they're, Different. They're, <laughs> these are my pens. Don't touch my pens. These are mine. Yes, that's exactly what I do. I was also the person too, like when you got on a plane, I wore a mask on a plane before this too. And I would get my little Clorox wipe and wipe down like the seats and the little tray table and stuff. And sometimes I would even offer like for the person next to me, like, do you want me to wipe yours off too? <laughs> sometimes they accepted it and sometimes they thought I was crazy, but that's okay. <laughs> I never actually went that far, but I'm sure if you were next to me and you offered, I'm like, I'm, I'm not, that. why not? You can't hurt. I mean, <laughs> great. Thanks. <laughs> Well, I just feel like the germs are now close to me, so they need to be clean too. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got their own little quirks. So yeah. <laughs> I think this I think after this virus it's gonna be a lot more of that. So a yeah. lot well, I mean, that was one of the things. I mean, it's one of those like uh I've talked about like the Spartan in Hawaii. I skipped the uh the dunk wall. Oh, the end, well, I tore my feet up bad. And oh. they were they were bleeding and I'm like Oh god. I'm not going yeah. without water. So, I mean, I've got open, literally open wounds on my feet and I'm not putting my feet in that water with open wounds. You know how many people have admitted to peeing in that water? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's disgusting. Especially on the second day after like five or 7,000 people oh, have gone through there. And that's, uh, that is, I hate the dunk wall. Oh, and everyone's uh. like, they're going to get rid of the dunk wall. I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, the only time I've ever not had a problem with the dunk wall was Montana the first couple of years. Because it was, it was cold. In, well, it wasn't just that. It was in a stream. It was literally. Uh, it oh, yeah. Because yep. I ran that one too. It's, it's in the running stream. It was cold, but it wasn't that deep either. But it was, it was in a running stream. And it's like, it doesn't it's matter. It's clearing out. <laughs> Someone peed in that. It's now way downstream. So I'm fine with it. It's not. Not just, my problem. <laughs> hitting water that's been there for like days that, you know, you're like, <sighs> oh. Yeah. And there was Montana like two years ago. I went to go in it and literally looked down in the water and I could see stuff moving like the tadpoles. I'm like, I'm out. I'm sorry. I'll oh, 50 burpees. So I don't have to go in this. You know, that happened in, I think it was Palmerton last year. Cause I did the mountain series last year and the dunk hole was like in a really kind of peculiar spot way up on this hill. And there were dead frogs floating in that water. And I was like, Oh, why? why? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Where did they come from? Yeah, they were dead, poor guys. I felt bad for them. But <laughs> yeah, I'd be if the frogs are dying in the water, I'm not going in it. <laughs> I don't think the water killed them, but well maybe. Right, Ew, maybe. that's disgusting to think of. <laughs> now I've got your germ bite going, like, oh yeah. <laughs> What's and interesting it, is like dirt doesn't bother me. Like nature doesn't bother me, but it's people's germs that bother me. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind having dirt on me. I don't ha- mind having mud on me but it's people's yeah. dreams. And that's like I said, that's why I didn't have problems with like the one in Montana where it was in a stream. I mean, it's whatever, that's water, it's water, you know, but sitting, standing water <laughs> in and out of, it's like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I'm out. Yep, yep. And then putting my head under it, now that's where I have the, it's like, okay, I'll get into it like up to my weight, you know, up to my shoulders, but you want me to put my head under that water? My into face that, in it. My face, ugh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I try not to sit there long enough to think about it. Like, 
I've just tried, try, have you seen Faye Morgan? Do you know who that is? Faye yes. Morgan. Protein. I try her approach. She's such a beast in the dunk ball. She just like runs and bails. And I'm always scared. She's going to smack her face against it. And she's only like under the water for like a half a second and then pops up on the other side. So I try to channel my inner Faye Morgan through the dunk wall. <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to have to do if they bring it back. Cause that, for me, I'm one of those ones. I will run like I'm going to do that. And then I hit the water and my mind's like, nope. And I stop. Just kidding. I've only had like one time where I had no problem where I like hit the water, went straight under and I kept going. And that was uh, during hurricane heat. Uh, where I had yeah. Dingo with me. Dingo was right there with me. He was, you know, one of the participants, you know, right. you know Dingo. I don't think I know who that is, uh, but he, there you had somebody he, with you. <laughs> he used to work for Spartan. He was like one of the cryptea and stuff like that. So oh. hurricane heats and he was right there with me. And like everyone, the way they did the hurricane heat, everyone was doing planks until you finish. Mm. They could stop their planks till you finish, and it was a double dunk wall. So you so, had to. Yeah, so you had to. And I'm just like, people are like actually in doing a plank until I finish this, so I'm just going. I can't but, just lollygag, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I'm like, I will sit there and think about it for a while until someone pretty much usually shoves me under, or finally it's like, come on, we got to go. So, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I do. I just... I'm good at the spear throw. I'm good at all those. I can even at 280 pounds, I could still do the the, the monkey bars, but dunk wall, no. Which is <laughs> <Just> funny. <laughs> I don't know if they'll bring it back. We'll see. I, I don't know. And that's one thing actually I feel like this, what has helped me a lot in my weight loss on this one was that we didn't have any races. A lot of right? people are like, well, why? And I'm like, because I always hurt myself because I was yeah. so big and trying to do everything anyway. I'd end up like Montana every year. I dislocated my shoulder one year. Because I oh put gosh. all my weight on one arm and I mean, 270 pounds on my one shoulder, just did not like it. So lot, another man. year, I, I tore my bicep trying to pull myself up and over a wall. Oh God. So it's like, you know, so it's kind of one of those, like maybe not having races for six months has helped me because I could keep training hard. Right. Well, and it just gave you like a big block of time too. Yeah. Cause when you're also racing every weekend, you don't really have like, that is one good thing about it, I guess, the way you could look at it. Is since we race all year long, when you have this big block of time to actually focus on stuff, instead mm-hmm. of just you know recovering and then prepping for the next race, you can actually get some like quality long-term work in. So. And that, yeah, that was me this year because my last race was in December. And yeah. then my next race was supposed to be March in, in Vegas. So I kind of took January and like took a, re- a rest. And then February, I'm like, okay, I'm hitting it hard. And then all of a sudden, March came and the race canceled and then race canceled and yeah. all the races canceled. And it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep training for the next race. And it was supposed to be Hawaii, but now Hawaii's gone and maybe Seattle. So, Seattle, well, Utah. What about Utah? It's, we didn't want to travel yet because we we're just buying the house. So, we want to. Uh, it's right now we're waiting to figure out when the house is going to close. Right now, I think they're saying August 10th because they needed extra time because they couldn't buy a house until we bought their house. And yeah, so closing gotcha, gotcha. Has to be a little bit longer. And so we want to, we're, we're trying to wait till after we move and everything to go for the, you know, my settled travel. So makes yeah. sense. Makes yeah. Sense. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the other thing I wanted to ask you about, we haven't talked about yet the, the accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know you're probably trying to tell everyone, but I, I have to ask. I saw the pictures and I mean, it's like, what the? What? Um, yeah, I asked, well, I asked myself that same thing with a few more profanities multiple yeah, times. I, and I cheers sure and hysteria. And yeah. <laughs> pictures and I'm just like, oh, how? <laughs> um, I think I walked away from it pretty lucky. Um, it could have been a whole lot worse. And my husband now is mad at me because he's like, wait till you get a phone call that just says, I've been hit by a car. Here's where I'm at. 
He's <laughs> like, that gives me no information because then I just hung up. <laughs> um, That's like a phone call I'd make to my wife. I, I really, yeah. Like, how else is that conversation supposed to sound, you know? <laughs> this is the hospital I'm at. <laughs> well, I wasn't even at the hospital yet, but yeah. you could hear like sirens in the background and stuff because emergency services were coming. But um, yeah, so I mean, you want to know like my version of what happened or because uh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay. So I cross train a lot on an elliptigo. Do you know what that is? Okay. So it's a, it's like a style of bike, but it's like an elliptical on wheels. So, um, yeah, yeah, a few of the OCR athletes have them or getting them. It's becoming kind of like the trendy thing. I've had mine for like five years. Just want to clarify. I started this trend, but anyways, (laughs) um, so I was riding that on the same road that I ride all the time. And where I live, it's pretty rural. So like we have like neighborhoods and pretty large lots, but then we have a lot of farm area. So like from the room I'm sitting in right now, I can actually just see a giant uh, hay field. It's like right there, Um, like hundreds of acres. And then behind us, there's an Angus farm. So like, it's just a lot of rural country roads. They're paved. They have no shoulder, but I've ridden on this road for five years, right? All the time. Very common road. (laughs) Um, So I was going along, minding my own business, had my headphones in, listening to my book, and uh, there was like a jolt. So the bike or the car didn't hit me, but it hit my bike, um, and I was on the white line. And then I had, next thing I knew, I was eating pavement. So that was great. Um, so the car went by, and then I didn't really see a lot of what was happening because I I like slid across the pavement, and then I ended up in like there's like this gravel shoulder on the side of the road. And I ended up like way over there by these people's trash cans. I'm pretty sure they stopped me from sliding the garbage cans. So you've seen this like whole dramatic event. (laughs) My face is next to a giant trash can. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, And then the car went ahead and then it like slowed down and turned around in the road. And I was like, okay, good. They're coming back. Um, And then they drove past and then pulled over on the shoulder and then just drove away. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, then I got like really upset. So I was like hysterical and bleeding everywhere. And my poor bike was in the middle of the road and all like twisted up backwards. And these nice people stopped for me actually. Um, it was, uh, maybe not an older couple, but the guy like ran over, he gave me his little white handkerchief that, you know how like those old man handkerchiefs that are super soft from like years of use. Yeah. He had one of those. It was white. It wasn't white after I was done with it, but he like wrapped my hand in it because my hand was bleeding everywhere. Um, And then while his wife called ambulance and then I like couldn't walk, he like carried me over to the set. It was quite a dramatic, ridiculous event. Like looking back on it, it's kind of mortifying. Um, I I, like that. I saw the pictures and I mean, it was, (laughs) I'm sure you weren't over dramatic at all. I'm sure it was. (laughs) It was pretty dramatic. (laughs) Well, I'm sure it was very well warranted after the pictures that I saw. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, not good. <laughs> so she called emergency services, then fire truck comes, ambulance comes, police come. And I was like, Oh my God, like this is, this is humiliating. But I was also like, I was really hung up on the fact that they drove away. Like the guy who was trying to help me, I'm just like hysterically crying. And I was like, they just left me. What kind of asshole does that? Like, <laughs> I was so mad. Oh, I don't blame you. I would be too. <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh, my foot hurts so bad. And then I'd be like, but they just left. Like I couldn't put it all together. <laughs> 
And then I kind of started to go into shock. So I like started violently shaking and the paramedics by then were like asking me questions, who I was, all this stuff. And, um, I actually have a road ID. Uh, do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. I, so I have one of those. I thought because, about getting one, but I've never, I've never done it. Yeah. Well, it's great. Cause then you can just hand your arm to the paramedic and he's like, wow, what made you think to get this? And I was like, well, yeah, stuff has happened to me before. So <laughs> here you go. <laughs> But uh, then what really freaked me out is so like I started like shivering like violently. My chin was like, like I was really cold. Like I had just ran Tahoe. Um, <laughs> <but I didn't. laughs> and uh, the paramedic asked me my address and I gave him my old address that I haven't lived in for like six years. And then I started to, f- I realized it was wrong. I was like, wait, no. <gasps> and then I just got all hysterical all over again because then I couldn't remember important information. So then I was like, Oh my God, my head's damaged. (laughs) Like it's weird how you have the thought in your mind that, that something is wrong and you know, something's wrong, but you can't fix it. It's weird. (laughs) Oh no, I get it. I I've, I've been in a couple incidents myself that, you know, just kind of, it it scrambles your brain. You just can't, even if you don't even hit your head, it's just everything happening so fast and you're like, ah, and your brain just doesn't, you know, catch up sometimes. Yeah. And so there was no head trauma. That's the good news. Uh, I was just in shock. So I couldn't like remember information. Um, so they tried to like talk me down. Um, and then I had to call my husband and, uh, he was at, he coaches high school football and they've already started practicing early in the morning. So they have like weights and then practice. Well, kind of what they can do with COVID right now anyways. And I'm not supposed to bother him when he's at football practice. Like, this is really funny. Two nights before we had just had the conversation because I had called him about something at work when he was at practice. And he was like, okay, no more practice or calls during practice unless it's an emergency. Okay. And I was like, okay. And then the next day I called him at practice. But it was an emergency. Yeah, it was. (laughs) So he didn't answer the first time. And I knew if I called the second time, he'd be like, okay, something's wrong. Um, so he answered and then I said, I was hit by a car. Here's where I'm at. And then he apparently just ran off the field and didn't say where he was going or anything, just left practice. Um, and then came, which was, I mean, good. Um, but he was very freaked out. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of my story. So would you leave a message as I was hit by a car, this, would you say, give him a message? I was hit by a car. This is where I'm at. You know, I mean, I I kind of expect that he would just be like, I'm gone. Okay. I'll be there in a second. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. Like, are you okay? I don't know. I'm still evaluating that myself. <laughs> and so is this paramedic right next to me. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was kind of a dramatic experience. And then uh, they wanted to take me in the ambulance. And I was like, oh God, this is mortifying. <laughs> and so we ended up at the hospital. And then this is where it got even better. Um, I like freaked out because I was already scared of COVID. And during this time I forgot about COVID. Right. And then we got to the hospital and that's where the COVID is. Right. (laughs) So I had like a panic attack in the parking lot and I was like, I can't, I can't go in there. I can't go in there. (laughs) So (laughs) even though Cody was also freaking out, we had to have went through some breathing exercises, like calm me down because I was basically having like a panic attack. Um, and then I got really sassy after that. So like the adrenaline was still kind of pumping because when you go into the hospital right now, um, hopefully you haven't been in one recently, but uh, the they ask you these stupid questions, like basically all the symptoms of COVID and you have to answer no to each one of them. And one of them was, do you have a headache? And I was like, yeah, weirdly I do. 
How about that? Can you see the blood everywhere? <laughs> um, yeah. So I got really upset with that girl, <laughs> um, which it was just kind of ridiculous in the whole scheme of things. But I, I could understand. I, it, it, weird, you, you think weird things happen when you have something like that. Like I can remember, I was younger and I got in a car accident, and I'd had a uh, that. It, this was the '90s, and. <laughs> I was wearing, uh, it was a leather, you know, uh, duster, like a full like trench coat. Yeah. And it, this was like a $400 jacket and I was wearing yeah. it. And I'd been in it. The person next to me, their seatbelt had broke and they actually hit me in the ribs. So my ribs are broke and oh, they're looking at me and the paramedics are like, we're going to have to cut your jacket off. And I'm like, no, no. The hell you are. <laughs> the hell you are. And I'm like, I'll take it off. And they're like, does it that hurt? I'm like a lot, but you're not cutting this jacket. You know, and it's just, it, it's funny when something happens and like the weird things that you like focus on, like, wait, you want to cut my, what? You know, yeah. This, this is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I remember the same kind of thing that happened in Utah last year when I got hurt and they were like, we're going to cut your shoelaces. And I'm like, no, these are my race shoes. Don't ruin those. <laughs> I'll untie it. Just give me a minute. Give me a minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was a very dramatic story. Then in there, oh, and he couldn't come in with me either. So that was stressful. Um, so then we got in there and they did an exam and everything. And I seemed mostly okay. They took x-rays of my hip, foot, ankle, and elbow. My elbow was so massive. It looked like I had like a twin that was attached to my body that was just sticking out my elbow. It was so gross. <laughs> You're welcome for sharing um so everything came back normal i guess other than i was missing a lot of skin to the bone and the next couple days i was very bruised and i'm I'm still bruised but no but you're healing and you're all you know you're you're gonna be better and all that so that's good so that that Uh, that your knee i saw the the oh like you could see the white of the bone it just like right down in the picture even right yeah that was gross oh I mean, I've done some damage to myself because I was one of those kids that had no fear. And I mean, yeah, I was, I had no problem with my own blood. I can remember, you know, many times like walking into the house and there's like blood coming down my face. And I'm like, yeah, I think I have an owl. I have an owl. <laughs> Ow, it hurts. I need a Band-Aid. <laughs> yeah, we had to. The, the worst, actually, I had to get, what, so it was 26 stitches in my hand when I was oh, like 14. Because I like, I slipped and I put my hand on a window for support and just the window shattered. Oh, so I walked into the house and I'm like, I think I need a bandaid. And my mom looks over and there's just blood running down my arm, like dripping on the floor. <laughs> and she's like, really? <laughs> like, bandaid? <laughs> it's a little more than a bandaid. So <laughs> they take me and my brother out of the car because we're making jokes like all the way to the, to the hospital. And she's like, really? Okay, I'll turn this car around. I'm like, I'm fine with that. I don't want to go to the doctor. <laughs> Just ask for a bandaid. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's why everyone wasn't shocked when I went into like teaching like first aid and stuff like that. They're like, yeah, you have no problem with blood. I'm like, no, because I hurt myself a lot as a kid. <laughs> so I know, you know a lot about it, therefore, right? That's where I learned most of it. Because my dad was an EMT. So, oh, uh, so you get my, my dad, you know, he threatened to like give me a, my own stitches a few times. And I'm like, no, I'll go to the hospital where they have this nice numbing stuff. And that'll be fun. <laughs> we can't feel anything. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't stitch it up or anything because there wasn't enough flesh to yeah, stitch. So it didn't look like there was enough. Yeah. Yeah. So it was funny because she was like cleaning it up. And then I was like, what's that white stuff? That, hun, that's your bone. And I've got like just a wave of nausea. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, I just need to lay down for a second. <laughs> <Yeah. Whew. laughs> I don't have to see this anymore. Yeah. I was, 
like felt really sick. And then I was like, I'm just, just let me know like when you're done. Thanks. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. When you can see things that shouldn't be able to be seen, it gets weird. I know, like I said, when I did that cut in my hand, I could actually move my pinky and see the tendon moving in my hand. I'm like, oh yeah, I cut it. You didn't cut it. Yeah. No, yeah. I missed it luckily. So I was just like, oh yeah. But of course I was fascinated. My brother's like almost like passing out and he's like, oh Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I can't do it. (laughs) It's kind of fascinating. Oh shoot. It's starting to bleed. I can't see that anymore. So it's all red now. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. So yeah, I'm still a little beat up. Um, I, my knee may have something long-term wrong with it. I can't really oh, tell just yet. Um, I've had it looked at, but it's it's doing some weird stuff. Like sometimes it kind of doesn't feel like it's attached to my body. Um, That's always good. <laughs> like when I'm running, it feels like I don't have like control of it. Like I've tried to jog and it's, it's weird. It's like my patella is not tracking right. So I'm hoping that maybe it's just fluid on there still. So Hopefully. I know sometimes it might just be, you know, physical therapy or something. I know I had when I was younger after a knee injury, my patella started tracking instead of straight up and straight through. It was actually tracking over the groove. So it was yeah. pulling inside. So, and then and after physical therapy, they got it to go the right way again. Right. I fear that is maybe kind of what's happening, but I can't decide if it's actual damage or it's because there's still like fluid inside the joint capsule from the trauma. So I think we just kind of have to wait a little bit longer to see. We can hope we blew it because of the trauma because that's a lot easier to get rid of. (laughs) Yeah, it just takes time. (laughs) It takes a little bit of time. That'll go away. Yeah. Yep. And my elbow, that damn thing hurts more than it should for the record. Like, so I ruptured the bursa in there. So I don't know if you know anything about like anatomy or phys, but um, you basically have like a fluid filled sac wherever you have a tendon that crosses a bone and you have one in your elbow and it's just to like supply like lubrication basically. And so it's, it can, if you hit it really hard though, it can rupture and it hurts so bad. It's like stupid how bad it hurts. Like I barely bump it on something or like I roll over in bed. I'm like, huh, what is that? God, still, because you don't realize how much you hit your elbow on stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> you don't. I mean, and that's uh, the funny thing is, is that you don't notice a lot of that stuff until you hurt yourself and then you're like, oh yeah, this sucks. Yeah. That's really there. And you legit hit it on everything. <laughs> oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. So did they ever find the person who did it? No. So that's a wonky situation. Um, the no, no, because we didn't have a very good description. I didn't get a license plate because in the middle of what was happening, that wasn't the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> um, and so you don't expect um, them to drive away. Yeah. Well, that too. Like what kind of kind of monster does that for reals uh i yeah and then the other people were trying to help me so they didn't get a very good description either like they had the same description of the vehicle itself that i did but no license plate number um so without that it's kind of hard so my husband posted a thing on facebook asking for help finding it which that went crazy actually he i was, know i shared it did you <laughs> thanks <laughs> He posted it. He's like, normally I don't post this, but I thought maybe it would help. And he was like, realistically, I thought maybe you'd get like 50 shares. No, I'm pretty sure the last time I looked, it was at like 6,500. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) like people from across the country were messaging me, which was super kind. But um, yeah, so we had, we actually did have a lead kind of reach out, but they, it was on a ghost account on Facebook. So they like made a fake profile and then messaged him. And then they wanted a reward for the information And then, yeah, and then this information he gave was weird. So he gave us a name, but there's no, so there's, this is an open case right now. Um, 
but there's no record of him having a car registered to him that meets that description. Yeah. Um, so this person was telling us that apparently the car is his ex-wife and every is his ex-wives and everything is in her name. And they just like recently got divorced and he's driving around her car. So until I can like put him in the car with evidence yep. of some sort, there's not like a lot they can do, which is yeah. infuriating. And it sounds weird too, that it would be a ghost account and they want money. Right. Yeah, I know. That's so I'm kind of like, don't know that it's actually valid. Um, that's what makes me kind of, yeah, that always bugs me when people are like, Hey, I'll help you, but you got to pay me. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just do it out of the kindness of your heart? Yeah. And it's actually lucky that my husband responded instead of me. Cause I probably would not have been as kind as he was. He just wrote back, well, we're just hoping that this person will decide to do the right thing or something like that. I would have said probably a few, um, here's your reward, sir. <laughs> It's like, oh, you want a reward for it? Really? You kind of just say it out of it. And then it kind of makes you wonder they want a reward, but then then they're going to give the guy up. And it's like, is this really a thing? Or are they just, is this actually really the ex-wife just being like, I'm going to get back at him now? Right? Yeah. That's, oh, that was one thing that was hilarious, actually. So many people, so many people actually tried to help when we're like sending us pictures of cars and stuff in that area. Um, Like people I didn't even know, strangers, but it was amazing how many women sent pictures of their ex-boyfriends or ex-husband's car. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. What's the motive here? <laughs> what's the motive? Oh, I don't have to let him see the kids if he's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, this is kind of messed up, but yeah. well. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you're okay though. So, I mean, that's kind of the, you know, when I first saw the pictures, I'm like, Oh, you know, but yeah. Yeah. It could have been a whole lot worse. Um, and luckily, like, no head damage or anything. I was wearing my helmet. I, uh, I'm i a, a pro believer in helmets. My husband makes fun of me all the time because I wear a helmet when I ride anything. <laughs> but it's because when I was, like, 15, actually, most people don't know the story. Um, my dad was in a really bad accident on his dirt bike. And we were camping, and he had just ridden down to the river to go fishing. Um, and he didn't have his helmet on because he wasn't, like, riding aggressively or anything. And he somehow came back to camp. He was conscious, but not there. Like he still has no recollection of it. And his skull was like crashed in and he had to be airlifted to a hospital. He spent like two months in the ICU um, and then like six months in the hospital and then therapy for years. Um, So when you see the inside of your dad's skull, you just wear a helmet. (laughs) I I completely, and it's it's one of those things, I mean... Brain injuries are nothing to, to you know. Don't mess with, yeah. Mess with. I mean, it's a helmet. I mean, how how bad is it really? You put on the helmet, it's fine. Oh, I'm gonna look stupid. Yeah, you're gonna look a lot more stupid when your head's caved in. So just wear the helmet. You know. Yeah. I mean, I have one because I you know every once in a while I'll go ride, but I have a helmet that you know I wear. And but I and I was that kid when I was younger. And I'll be honest, I was that kid. I don't need. It. But I can okay. remember getting hurt one time at work. I got hit in the head with a. It was. I worked at Domino's in the warehouse, and I got hit in the head with a, a tray, and actually ended up getting stitches in my eyebrow. But because I got hit in the head, they did an X-ray, and the doctor's like, "Well, your previous skull fractures have healed nicely." And I'm like, <laughs> "What? What? <laughs> oh he's God!" Like, he's like, "You have like three different places here where it looks like you've had skull fractures that have healed." And I'm like, "Huh? That's that crazy." Explain some of those bike accidents when I was younger, you know, because oh that crazy kid on the bike that had no fear. And now I know of at least two times Don was there for one of them where I wrecked the bike and smacked my head on the, on something and went unconscious, woke back up a little while later and went off on my day. Like nothing had happened. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's not good. 
Yeah, so, pro helmet, everybody. Helmet. Wear the I'm helmet. not crazy lady, but I genuinely it changes your perspective, you know, oh, when you see brains. Yeah. Your dad's brains. <laughs> and it's one of those yeah, you see them and then it's one of those things I've just and I know a few people whose entire lives have been changed because of a TBI for a traumatic brain injury. So Yeah. I have one of my cousins, his he fell off a horse and I mean his personality is he's Different. not the same guy from before. So and it, yeah. it and they flat out said if he'd been wearing a helmet on the horse, he would have been fine. So the helmet That's crazy. Him. Which is yeah. interesting because like for my dad's accident, they actually said if he would have been wearing a helmet, it probably would have killed him because it would have severed his spine. Yeah. But still, uh, we're a helmet family anyways. <laughs> Helmets are, yeah, there. And, and I mean, there are those cases. It's like seatbelts. People come up with those stories. Say, hey, you know, in this, this case, the seatbelt killed the guy. And I'm like, okay, for the one time. Yeah, this most happens. of the time. Yeah. But, you know, that's a small percentage of the time. The, you know, the rest of the 99.9% of the time, it actually they save lives. So, right. yeah. So, it, yeah, helmets are, no, you have to. I know I rode motorcycles on the street when I was younger. I saw my endorsement, but I don't have a bike anymore. But my dad, I can remember him almost like whooping my ass one day because we were, rode into Idaho. And in Idaho, I don't know what the rule is the now. Then you didn't have to. It Still. wasn't. So, and I was overheating because I, I, that's just me. I overheat really easy and I had right. a full helmet and I couldn't feel, I like was overheating, couldn't feel like I could breathe. So the second we like crossed the border, I ripped my helmet off and put it in the seat behind me. And my dad was, you know, he was riding in front of me and like looked in the mirror and, you know, I had the long hair back then too. And you could see my hair and he's like, what the, and uh. like pulled over and <laughs> me. So I was like, okay, I'll put that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Got a new helmet, yeah. and, you know. And it wasn't a full face over my face anymore. So that I went over heat, but it was just like, yeah, That's, you're back on. That was the compromise with my husband. So we, we both have our motorcycle endorsements. We used to both have Harleys and then I sold mine for a jet ski and he still has one, but um, <laughs> he didn't want to because Idaho does have, you don't have to wear a helmet. Um, and I was like, That's not going to work for me. So the compromise was it doesn't have to be full face, but he does have to wear one. I think yeah. I feel like that's reasonable. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like I don't like things over my face. So, yeah. like you know, when I was bigger, they wanted me to wear a CPAP mask, and I couldn't because I would like. Oh, uh, if I feel claustrophobic. To, yep. If I go to the dentist, I can't have the 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 gas because the second they put that mask over my face, I start having a panic panic attack. That's crazy. I just yeah. can't. So for me, it has to be the the half face or you know the helmet or the the three quarters. So, yeah. Right. Because then actually, and I watched a guy wreck in front of me. With a, luckily, he was wearing a helmet and a cameo. Cameo. Oh God! Yeah, so. that worries. That scares me. He came around the corner and there was a deer. Ah oh, no! There's nothing you can do there. Oh gosh! Yeah, that's terrible. But yeah, up in the mountains in Cameo, Idaho, and this back in '94, '95. I'm old, so I'm <laughs> you're not that old. I was alive in the '90s. <laughs> yeah, but I was old enough to be riding on the street in the '90s. So, yeah. Okay, maybe I wasn't that. <laughs> no, I could like my dirt bike or something. <laughs> I, I had my actual license in the 90s, so. Okay, I didn't have that. Or, yeah, or I would have had mine, so, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm old. But I was still alive. Yes. <laughs> yes, so, yeah, that's so, my ridiculous story. But. Is there anything else you want you want to say to the listeners and kind of, you know, we're hitting close to the, near the hour mark, I I think, I don't know, my, my computer. Um, for motivation, I think you got to pick something. I think that's a big one. I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts lately too. And I feel like that's something that everybody's touching on and we kind of did too, but yes. like, even if it's just something simple or it's a matter of just being outside or 
whatever, or pick one thing that you're weak at and use that as your focus. Like you just have to change the perspective a little bit and think about what's important now for the long term. Like you're not necessarily training for one event, you're training like for life. So Yes. Think about it that way, I guess. And and I agree. That is find something. And I mean, for me, it's actually been amazing. Rock and roll has a virtual. Like every weekend, they have a virtual challenge of how many how many miles to do, or like three different. They'll have two different runs. So right. I've been doing those, you know. And at first, yeah. I was buying the medals, but then I'm like, yeah, this is. I'm not buying a freaking medal every weekend. It was like, <laughs> yeah. And even if it's something like that, or even just doing something with your friends, or yep. for me now, it's getting over my fear of being next to a road. You know, whatever. <laughs> So it's a new goal. <laughs> it is. I mean, whatever, you know, whatever works. I mean, as long as, you know, a lot of people, I keep seeing all those things too, where people are like, if you don't come out of this better, it's like, dude, don't put that pressure on people. That's not true. If no. you and everybody out, handles it differently too. I think that's something to give yourself grace emotionally, physically, whatever. Like the fact that you've made it this far is impressive enough. So oh, it is. Cause I mean, everyone has different things. <laughs> it's like, you know, anxiety. I mean, like, right. You said right there, like right now, all of a sudden you have an anxiety about being close to the road and that makes perfect sense, you know, and some yeah. people because of, you know, they're the, the virus and, you know, if, you know, germs and stuff like that, it's like, they're afraid to go out and do this stuff. So, I mean, it, they survived, they got up, they got out of bed, they did what they should have for some people. That's enough. So, yeah, no, then that's exactly right. Like, and just quit letting everyone else tell you what is right and what is wrong. That's for you to decide. Cause that it, gets me too. <laughs> we're all different. I mean, and it I, looks different for everyone. Yeah, it does. We're all different. Everyone's like, Oh, you know, how should I do it? It's like, no, make, pick your goal what makes you feel good right and it's going to make you feel good about yourself and work towards that so and if that goal is as simple that you got up and you made breakfast this morning whatever great okay. good job congratulations you you made it <laughs> yeah perfect all right well thank you for for talking to me and you know dealing with my 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 computer issues <laughs> you're fine thanks for having me oh yeah and this this was a blast I, it's always fun you know, I like having fun conversations. So, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I will uh, hopefully talk to you again soon. And hopefully one day we'll, we'll all be out there in the, the world again, doing races and maybe I'll run into you and meet you in person. Yeah. Let's chat in person for sure. All right. You got it. <laughs> all right. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook, like, and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.